Calcium is an important mineral for every single bariatric patient. Calcium builds and maintains the bone matrix and is very important in preventing osteoporosis, among other things. Osteoporosis is the medical term for brittle bones. Today, we will discuss the role of calcium, why you need to make sure you prioritize this supplement, especially if you are a female over the age of 30. We will also talk about how you can support your bones after weight loss surgery. So you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Calcium is a mineral that plays a crucial role in many bodily functions, including bone health, muscle contraction, nerve function, and blood clotting. Until roughly the age of 30, we are building our bones. Then, from after the age of 30, it's all downhill. It's more of a give-take relationship, so the body takes some calcium and we eat it and put it back into the bones, and vice versa, without actually building the bones significantly to make them super strong. After bariatric surgery, patients are at a higher risk of developing calcium deficiency or ongoing calcium deficiency, which would then lead to osteoporosis over the long term, purely due to the reduced absorption of nutrients in the small intestine. And similarly, there are changes in the digestive system after weight loss surgery that can impact the changes and secretions of hormones that then regulate your calcium absorption. So one of these changes is the parathyroid hormone. Having your parathyroid hormone and calcium levels monitored yearly can help you catch if your bones are breaking down more than they should. If parathyroid hormone is elevated on your blood test, it, in really basic terms, means that the bones may be releasing more calcium from the bones to balance out the blood calcium. And as a consequence, over time of parathyroid hormone being elevated or higher than normal will cause more calcium to leach out of the bones and hence lead to osteoporosis. Overall, this then causes your bones to be more brittle over time. So the sooner you can catch that, the less likely it is it'll progress to osteopenia, which is the bone mass is getting a little bit low, but osteoporosis is full-blown, not enough calcium in the bones disease, essentially. So what can you do to prevent calcium deficiency after bariatric surgery? The answer is simple. We need to increase our calcium intake from food and supplements. So the ASMBS guidelines, which tell us how many micronutrients or protein and macronutrients that bariatric patients need, has a recommendation for calcium to be 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams per day through food and supplements. So the average calcium supplement contains about 500 to 600 milligrams of calcium, and this will knock off about half of that recommended intake. The rest will come from food. So Foods that are high or especially high in calcium are little fish like sardines or the big fish, salmon with bones. In the tin salmon, they tend to have little bites in there, so that's where the calcium is. Tofu that's been set in calcium carbonate liquid. Dairy products, of course, specifically the lower fat varieties as they have a more concentrated source of calcium. 
calcium-rich products, like the John West tuna, which is calcium added to it through tuna bone powder. This provides 800 milligrams of calcium. Or Rekabi Farms breakfast smoothie, that also contains 800 milligrams of calcium per serve. And then the other usual sources of calcium, which are dark leafy vegetables, apricots, almonds, and fortified calcium products, like things like cereals, or um, if calcium's been added into anything specific like soy milk at the shops, for example. To ensure you're meeting your requirements, it can be helpful to work with a dietitian to determine the appropriate amount of calcium supplements you need to take. Because as you can hear, maybe some of those foods you don't actually eat So you may have a higher need for calcium, depending on what your usual intake is. It is also important to remember that calcium interacts with other vitamins and minerals and some medications, so timing of the calcium is important. Also a disclaimer, more calcium is not better. As with any nutrient, excessive calcium intake can lead to health problems such as kidney stones, constipation and cardiovascular issues. So the upper limit is 2,500 milligrams per day, as this can have negative effects on the body if it's beyond this amount. Earlier this year, in the annual Health and Nutrition Assessment podcast, we discussed a way to monitor your health as being a DEXA or a bone mineral density scan. For women particularly, men it is still valuable for you too. However, the hormonal effects of estrogen make osteoporosis more common in a female population. A DEXA scan initially either prior or before or immediately after the surgery will give you a good baseline as to what your bone health is before you have weight loss surgery. Then it's recommended to get one every two years to assess how your bones are going. With the risk of osteoporosis present post-op, it is important that you are eating those calcium-rich foods daily. Take those supplements regularly at the prescribed time and consistently. Ensure you get UV sun-safe exposure for vitamin D without sunscreen. I know it seems counterintuitive, but sunscreen does block the absorption of vitamin D, so the best time to get it is in the early morning or late evening, and there is an app from the Cancer Council called SunSmart that can help you gauge what is the right UV times in your city. And finally, if you do have a vitamin D deficiency, have additional supplementation based on your blood tests. It is important to note that the calcium in the blood is usually almost always normal as the body draws the calcium from the bank of bones or the quote-unquote bank of calcium which is in the bones. So don't be deceived by a blood test telling you that your calcium stores are normal. Other ways to support your bone health are to engage in strength or weight-based training two to three times a week. Basically what this does is you are putting a load onto the muscle which then pulls on the bone and then the bone inherently has to get stronger to hold that weight. So you're doing yourself a favor if you do add in the resistance training and honestly if everyone did resistance training there would be so many more benefits than you can imagine. So I recommend everyone does resistance training and to start it safely, work with an exercise physiologist or personal trainer, whichever is your preference. But if you have chronic conditions, I would recommend an exercise physiologist as they're the university trained personal trainers, essentially. So working on your strength training would be really, really optimal. And then also being physically active with weight-bearing exercises. So weight-bearing exercises mean that exercise that's done on your feet 
So you bear your own weight so it jolts the bones rapidly and firmly, again, to make it stronger, such as jogging, skipping, basketball, netball, tennis, dancing, impact aerobics, stair walking. And these are still valuable for your cardiovascular health, but they are not weight-bearing, so those are swimming and cycling. It is important to also get those regular checkups of your bone mineral density scans as per your GP and to also keep your vitamin D above 75 on your blood tests. This may differ depending on what country you're in, so I'm quoting Australian blood tests, so it's 75 nanomoles is the perfect amount of vitamin D plus in your body. So again, with everything that I do, there's never a one-size-fits-all approach, especially for something like calcium or vitamins. So this is a disclaimer, you do need to go seek your own medical and dietetic advice to ensure that what you're doing is right for your body. Having said that, this means that it's quite easy in a way to look after your bones. We just have to do it consistently. So take your calcium supplement as prescribed and at the right time. Eat calcium-rich foods that were recommended by your dietitian or make sure you're including them daily. Do weight-bearing exercises, particularly resistance training or walking or jogging, something to give the bone a bit of stress to make it stronger. And make sure your vitamin D levels are optimal, either using the sun for the vitamin D intake or by taking a supplement. So all of that should really support your bones to better health as you age particularly. You won't see the effects of the bone health today, but you will notice it in 5, 10, 15, 20 years time. So it's important to think about your future self today. As always, thank you for listening. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.